Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to the Marissa Says Podcast, where we work to normalize learning while fostering healthy and sometimes difficult discussions. This week's episode starts right now. Welcome, welcome to the season finale of season two of Marissa Says Podcast. Would you look at that? I am so thankful that we made it here. I'm so thankful that this vision or idea or just whatever I'm trying to do is doing, you know, it's it's given kind of what it's supposed to give. But that said, I don't really have a positive affirmation this time around. I just have like a word. So let this, you know, do what it may. Hopefully it'll resonate with some of you folks. But I just feel like I should remind folks to choose themselves. That it's okay to choose you. You should choose you. And once you choose you and you're secure in yourself and you're able to show up 100% for yourself and show up 100% as yourself then I think everything else becomes a little bit easier to manage. So choose you. You're allowed to choose yourself. Put yourself first. Just try and be yourself 100% of the time. And once you realize that that's what your main focus is, everything else kind of just becomes noise and kind of becomes surplus and extra. So that's, that's what I want to leave you with. Choose you. Now, For what's on repeat this week, I have actually been, I feel like just in this weird fog of like, what is time? We've been saying, oh, it's the end of July for three weeks and now we're actually in August and I don't know how I feel about that yet. And I haven't really been like listening to anything new. I don't think I haven't really been watching a show. Oh, actually, that's a lie. I'm lying. I watch Breaking Bad. Um, if you also watched Breaking Bad and you are part of the like crew that thinks it's the best show ever and the best show to ever be on TV, please feel free to waltz over into my direct messages and explain how I watched that show like 89% on willpower. 89%. And the ending, oh my goodness, couldn't have done couldn't have done it worse. It was just like, wow, way to waste my time and then waste my time some more. But that said, I asked our guest this week, my dad, what's a song that comes to mind when I say like classic song? I was like, dad, I literally ran up the stairs. I was like, dad, what's a classic song that comes to mind? Don't think of it. What comes to mind? And he said, what a wonderful world by Louis Armstrong. That's just to show y'all how pure my father is. But other than that, uh, recap and catch up with me. Like I said, I've been all over the place. I've been working on small concoctions, uh, my garden, kind of just making sure I have stuff lined up to get certain products out. So stay tuned for that. Be sure to follow me uh, on my small concoctions Instagram. And as you uh, I'll know this is the first time I revealed who the guest was before uh, the episode dropped, but my dad will be joining us on the mic in a uh, in a couple moments, I guess, since you're listening to this pre-recorded. But I'm going to get all the other segments out of the way because 
candidly, I'm lazy, so I'm just going to do all of that first and then stitch in my dad's conversation, and then that will be it until sometime in the fall, sometime mid to late October, early November, depending on when I want to get back on the microphone, but I already do have like conversations planned and some topics planned, so don't worry, there will be a season three for sure which means there's going to be plenty more snacks. And right now it's time for what we eat. And lo and behold, I ain't got no snack this time around, really, because um, I've been busy. So I just got some green tea with some fresh lemon juice in it. You know, just drinking some tea. Sippy, sippy. But yeah. That's another thing. If there's snacks y'all want me to try or review, let me know. Because I actually, when I see like new flavors and stuff and I pick it up in the store, I actually will not eat it until I'm recording because I feel like it's a lie. Otherwise, it's a lie. <laughs> but all that to say, time for our Petty Wop on any block. Real quick, real rap raw. It's for people who block their blessings. I think if it's one thing I've definitely learned throughout the course of my podcast and just the conversations I've been able to have with other folks and just tapping in with other creatives online is that I don't know everything, they don't know everything, but together we know more. So don't block your blessings when someone might approach something or someone might have a, a unique perspective on something that you are interested in. Don't necessarily block that off right away. Why not have that conversation and see if it's useful to the both of you and then you are better prepared and more informed to then move forward in a way that would serve both of you, hopefully in a positive way. So don't block your blessings. You don't know everything. Everyone else doesn't know everything. We're all literally just trying to survive another day on this planet. And that's enough for me. <laughs> Yeah, we're all trying to survive, y'all. Okay, Earth's on fire. Um, Doomsday is coming. However, if it's one thing that keeps me sane, it's my dad. So I hope you folks enjoy this conversation. And I will see y'all, talk to y'all in the fall. All right. Well, here goes nothing. Okay, girls, that's enough. You got to go to bed. You got to be quiet because we can hear your pitter-patter. Hi, Dad. Hi, daughter. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Thanks for doing this. You know you have fans. You have, I do have fans. You have fans. Yeah, my friends all oh, love you. Oh, that's wonderful. Beautiful. <laughs> that's Excellent. Awesome. Excellent, right? Now, if only those fans would send money, right? Some money or food, but mm -hmm. I guess silent fans work. Yeah, how am I supposed to eat? <laughs> exactly. But I asked some of my friends to ask questions or to send questions that they wanted your I guess answers to or your uh perspective on because they see when I post pictures of you and me or videos they see that we have a great like relationship so I guess they want to know a little bit more but some people also want to know your business um but so you're from Barbados, right? Yeah, I'm from Barbados. <laughs> well, what was it like growing up in Barbados? Because 
Oh, what well, well, we like going on Barbados, uh, the neighborhood raised us, mm-hmm. and we had lots of fun, uh, you know. Yeah, we get in trouble now and then, uh-huh. but we had lots of fun, and we, our parents were very strict with us. Very strict, like? Yeah, like, you know, if you say if you got to get back by 1 o'clock, <laughs> be back by 1 o'clock. By one. I get showered a couple of nights, so when my mom tell me to come home, but my sister opened the door for me. Like you got locked out of the house? Locked out of the house, you know. Like <laughs> all of us, 18, 19, I got locked out of the house. Mom said be home by midnight, and I'm not home by midnight. She locked the door. But I go out the window and I knock, and my sister opened for me. Sometimes she catches, catches. What happens when she, what happened with, on the times when she caught you? Oh, she, you know, she just smacked me. Smacked, she's supposed to be home. And, uh, and uh, our parents never believe in 18. Oh. They always believe 21, you come an adult. Mm-hmm. Most in the West Indies like that. 21, you're as adult. Mm-hmm. Here in Canada, North America, 18 is adult, but not. Back home? Back home. It was. And your mom was my mom. Your dad was my dad. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why a lot of us at my age so straight, because mm-hmm. we had to be. We couldn't hide and do anything because. Before we know, our mom knows. Uh-huh. Yeah, everyone in your Everyone business. in your uh, We didn't have no phone then. I don't know how the word get around, but we didn't have no phone. Um, they do. Yeah, because you're an old <laughs> senior citizen. 1944. Yeah, 19... I had, I had, I had um, 17 enough good years. Yeah, yeah. And you got to see, like, a lot of... Like you said, there was no phone, or you didn't have a phone back then, and now I've converted you to an iPhone user. Mm-hmm. You there with your Apple Music and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But what, like, what was the story behind coming to Canada? Why did you leave Barbados and come to Canada? Well, I, I would say there was about about fifteen of us in the, in the neighborhood. Fifteen. Fifteen mm-hmm. of us boys that grew up together. We play a lot of games together. Mm-hmm. And some of the parents moved to England. Okay. So everybody started going. The parents start sending for the kid. And then, and then the numbers start dropping. Uh-huh. So I decided to say, well, I got to go someplace too. Mm-hmm. And they, have, they had an opening to work at a, run a, a factory that make ketchup and stuff like that in Ontario, London, Ontario. hmm so my mom, she knew a lot of people. <laughs> she put in a word for me, and I got picked. So I went for six years and six months. And when the six months was up, you know, it was a contract. Mm-hmm. So then this, the next year, they sent back for those, the good workers. Mm-hmm. So wait, you were here for six months, and then you went back, back to Barbados? Back to Barbados. Okay, yeah. okay. And then you were home for how long? I'd be ho- I was home, uh, so just like the winter period. Oh, okay, okay. So the, you know, the crop, they start reaping the stuff. Mm-hmm. So then they request us back, and I come back, and at that time, it was very easy to get to Canada. Because <laughs> no. I, went I went to the immigration in London, Ontario. And they say, okay, um, he seems to get, I had a lot of paper shop where I work, yeah. and construction, stuff like that. So they tell me that um, I have to work my contract out okay. with the company. And when I did work, the company was very good. When I worked the contract out, the company worked, drove me to the immigration office and just sat my passport and that was it. And that, <laughs> then they let you in? And how old were you? 
I was uh, about 20, 22. Jeez, 22. Mm-hmm. 20, and, 20. and I remember you told me when one of the first, like, you and I, because you and I just always blab, we just always have conversations, but I remember when you were saying how the food, when you first moved here. Well, you yes, can- it's hard for me to eat the food. <laughs> And what That's TV dinners? My <laughs> TV dinner, a lot of fish and chips. That's all you would have? For- yeah, because uh, it was very hard to eat the food, you know. It was freeze, frozen food. It was very hard. I eat, so I get used to it. And as I could cook, as you know, mm-hmm. I start cooking my food. And, and then, just like you, my friends come over and we eat. <laughs> and we eat. We bring the food over and we eat. And we, have a good, we had a good time. I had a good time, you know, I eat. Mm-hmm. I really can't complain of my life. I really have a, a good one. A very good life. That makes know. me happy. Yeah. What was it like being like an immigrant in Canada or what? Because like now, <clears throat> especially, and you and I have these conversations, which is nice. We see like stuff about like racism and violence and all this stuff. And now because it's on TV, people are paying more attention to mm-hmm. it. But like what was especially when you left London, Ontario and moved to Quebec because we're... Québécois, Qué- bonjour, Québécois, Français here. So what was that well, like? Honest with you, Especially because <clears throat> you still don't speak French. No. Honest <laughs> with you, I was very lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the people that I worked with, and I, know, I was very lucky that people take care of me. And if I go a place and there's someone and they know I can speak French, the person translate for me. Mm-hmm. And I was very lucky. And, you know, and I am. Uh, I was in Canada over 50 years, and I only had, what, three jobs. Mm-hmm. And this job was 44 years I'm at this job. Yeah, that's crazy. 44 years. Longer yeah. than my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, longer. I was going to say longer than my life doubled, but I'm getting old, Dad. Mm-hmm. I'm 27. But what was the like? what was the best piece of advice that you got from one of those people? Because I know, who was it that told you to keep money in oh, my boss. Everywhere, in little my different places. My boss always tell me, keep money in little pocket places that uh, you will never go broke. Uh-huh, yeah. And he tell me, I had about all the credit cards you could talk about. <laughs> like, I didn't know much. And yeah. He, he called me in the office and he said, how many credit cards you got? And I told him, he said, well, you cut that one up, cut that one up, cut that one up, and keep that one. Let's keep one. Mm-hmm. And from that, I went over, mm, I said, over... 35, 36 years that I have one card. Yeah. And I use it. And he, he tell me, uh, you know, he really guide me. He's yeah. a very good um, boss. Yeah, that's, that's and good. he's very good. I had a good good boss. Mm-hmm. Leave, you know. mm-hmm. And let's see, what's other questions that people had? Oh, well, this is a random one, but people want to know, uh, what's your favorite meal of all time? Your favorite meal. And you can like my because Canadian meal or no 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 Canadian meal forget Can- what? my favorite meal but you can you can say like the the snack before the meal the meal and the dessert because if you want to stretch it out <laughs> the home when I was in Barbados we didn't know much about dessert mm. we get a meal and the meal that you get could feed two people because <laughs> my mom never had a small pot you, you see how mom how. Your mom cooks, she always cook a lot, yeah, so yeah. we have a lot. My, our favorite meal is, on Sunday, our favorite meal is rum, uh, rice and peas uh-huh. and fish. And fish. Call my parents, my, my what parents kind of fish, parents was fish. We had um, snapper, we had flying fish, we had dolphin, you know, we have barracuda, mm-hmm. 
any kind of fish you talk about, we, we had call. My parents was fishermen. Mm-hmm. My dad and my grandfather was fishermen. My two uncles, they was fishermen. Mm-hmm. Had their own boat. Mm-hmm. And the boat turned over a couple of times with me. Oh. <laughs> Just mom, like the kayak in Cuba dad, a few yeah, years my ago? my mom gave my dad shit, but uh, I still keep going. <laughs> but that's funny you say that, because mom used to give you shit with me a lot. Yeah. Remember when you tied me to the... You tied me to the tempo. I never know about that. You, Dad, you tied me because I, well, but I mean, it was good. It, it's such yes, a dad thing to do because court, it was running around in the road, so I had to do something to, <laughs> to keep So you tied quiet. me to a pole. <laughs> you t- <laughs> and so then Mom was you. yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, she said, I'm trying to lose my child. I'm my child. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Well, you part. liked it because you liked to watch me run to the road, and then when the string ran out, I had to like jerk back. It was fun. For I'll you. do it again. <laughs> For, yeah, but what was it like raising a a daughter? Or like, because I I know when I asked mom if she knew what she was having with me, she said no. Yeah, we didn't want to know. You didn't want to know. No. But I always I always joke with my friends just because of like my personality and how many sports and stuff I used to play. Um, that you you raised me as a boy. You were like I, you I secretly a wanted boy. a boy. I, I was looking for a boy, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you just appear there, so I accept you and you accepted me you out. Yes, I was roughing you up just like a boy, and sometimes your mom said. She's not a boy. <laughs> she's a girl. So, but no, that's why you're so kind of toughy. Yeah, because you had me in all the sports. I used to want to play outside. And I remember after church, I would always get in trouble because I'd be running around with the boys outside. And remember, mm-hmm. mom used to get those pretty socks. Mm-hmm. And my socks would get all dirty and stuff. But like knowing that you were raising a young woman, I guess, what was something that as a father, you were like, I have to make sure she knows this or make sure. Cause I know like every morning dropping me off at school or practice or wherever you were dropping me off, you would always tell me to be myself yeah. and go get them. Yeah. I said, be yourself, go and get them and do things that make you happy and still the trouble. <laughs> that last part. And I did good. I stayed yeah, out of yeah, trouble. You did that. Yeah, you know. Stay out of trouble. And, and, uh, and another thing, I remember, I still pick and choose your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Everybody out there is not your friend. Mm-hmm. And as growing up, you see that. You see that. Yeah, because I come home and I tell you the gossip. Mm-hmm. You know, that's for everyone listening. My dad knows all of your business. He knows everything because I have... <laughs> I have updated my dad on all of the wild stuff that people are doing out there. But yeah, I guess pick and choose your friends is definitely one that I keep like relearning. Cause I remember growing up and I'd be like, you only had like three. Yeah, here in Canada, I had like, a- like in Montreal, I feel like you in had Montreal, like McLean. McLean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I had McLean. Well, Henderson is my cousin. Yeah, I was like, does Uncle Hendy count? <laughs> but I, I didn't have much friends on this because I was a homer. I'm a home, was a home, I'm a home pigeon. <laughs> a home pigeon? Yeah, I'm a homer. I play a lot of cricket games, soccer and cricket. Yes, I go to play a lot of soccer and cricket. But when I leave the field, I'm home. Mm-hmm. I never got clubbing, nothing I didn't believe. All I was a DJ, I never Mm-hmm. but you were like parties. me you were smart you went to the club <clears throat> to make money yeah 
<laughs> like I went. If I, I do go to a club, I remember I used to tell you that I used to stare by the door. Yeah, you tell me that's real good advice, especially since clubs are opening back up, folks. I remember you told me the first thing to do when you go in a club is look for all the exits. Yeah, all the exits. First thing you do is identify all of the exits, and if there's only one, stay close to stay it. Stay close to that. Mm-hmm. That's why you never used to like New York parties because we no. would go in the basement. Because it's one exit, and it's hot, and everyone. One exit, New York parties, one exit. But yeah, um, let's see what else we have. Uh, da, 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 da. I guess all the same. So, what are three things that you like? Three models, models, or three things that you like three values you hold dear like what are i'm not asking this question very well because i realize we already answered it but (laughs) like three like what are three things that like for example for me i always say like do what you need to do to be okay yeah my my i i always do my first is make do things to make you happy Mm -hmm. and comfortable or you make anybody around you happy Mm -hmm. and pay your bills on time (laughs) You That's know, true. You, you don't know, like to owe I don't anybody. Like, <laughs> I don't like to owe. You pay your bills on time. Because even if you have the money, if some people have the money to hold it back. Pay your bills on time. And try to keep fit as possible. As you can. Mm-hmm. That's my three options. You know, keep fit. And keep and one of the biggest things, keep smiling. Yeah. When you keep smiling, people smile back with you, even if they don't mean it. Because uh-huh. you keep smiling. But if you have a long face, mm-hmm. You know, everybody may have something. Oh, why he festival? Keep smiling at work. They used to call me Smiley. (laughs) I never knew to talk much, but they used to call me Smiley. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, they loved you at work because you would go in and. I go and tease everybody and Mm -hmm. buy their stuff. Would you also steal their lunches, Dad? No, I I drink their their juice. You would drink their juice. Yep. <laughs> I even if you drink the boss's um, orange juice. <laughs> wow. Um, Gene said, that's Mr. Rizal. I said, I need some. And I drink it. So when he comes, when he looks at the cake, it's empty. Terry, drink it. I said, that boy, Terry. <laughs> you know, but uh, we, I, had a very, I had a good life. And uh, everybody, um, I never had a fight with nobody, really. Mm-hmm. Me, some people get me mad, but usually those people get me mad. I stay away from <laughs> them. Our neighbor. Huh? Sorry. Yeah, Our neighbor. I just stay away from them, you know. I... No, same. Because <clears throat> why Why use the energy to, to get to, mad? To, to get mad, you know. You, you use the energy to make you feel self-comfortable around anybody. And the second thing, anywhere you go, you're supposed to just yourself these surroundings because mm-hmm. you know you're not at home or you're not maybe on your street or your country or anyway go adjust yourself around there but if you go and you be sure this place this i don't like this but you will never have a good time mm-hmm. just adjust yourself that's mm-hmm. me like you know me and uncle dalton when we go everywhere we laugh at everything mm-hmm. every and everyone and uncle <laughs> dalton's laugh is the loudest laugh and in the, oh my gosh when all of you are together it's just so and then everyone's looking at you and then everyone starts laughing even though they don't know what you're laughing at yeah. but it's just so happy and then everyone you know what gave we was in a park one day and we Somebody, I thought, either I or Obran, one of us said a joke. 
And we start laughing out. And I had a guy. He went and bring us ice cream. <laughs> he said, I can't, he don't know when last he said laughter like that. Uh-huh. So he would give us ice cream. So <laughs> oh, nice. Life is the way you made it. You know, like, you have your happiness in you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show or put it out, you're going to be miserable. All the time. All the time. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Ignore things that are not necessary. Um, things that you can't get done, uh, do, you know. And, and it is not life and death. Just push it aside and keep, keep trucking along. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing I... I have to, I keep learning from you is how not to worry about things that... Now you see me here. You Yeah, but first of all, you know my mom. Mom was a worry, oh, yeah. worry mom, wart. Mom was a worry Okay. Wart. And, um, yeah, but like you always tell me, you're like, don't, if there's nothing wrong, then don't try to think of something that's wrong. Or if you don't know what's going to happen, why are you stressing for? Because it yeah. didn't happen yet. Yeah. Or if something bad happened, and you're the reason why when I break something now... It will be like there's times where I broke stuff or I lost stuff and it's expensive and I always go well at least I didn't lose a leg and I just go yeah, on about my day because before I would get really upset if like I broke something or like sometimes uh, the amount of pants I lost because of the dogs they jump up and they put a hole in it mm-hmm. and I would get mad because it's like oh now I have to buy another one I'm like well thank God I have the money to buy another one I guess and that's something that I definitely learned from you because I feel like you're no, you're cool as a cucumber. You no know, matter I say where. Lost my keys, my wallet. You I say I lost my wallet, and I. Even when I will never forget when you had um remember the sanding thing it did cut your face and stuff. Oh yeah. And the, you told me you finished what you had to do, yeah, wrapped your face yeah, in paper the router, towel, the router, and drove yourself to the hospital. Like take six. And then went back to work. Yeah, take six stitches, and I went back to work. Yeah. <laughs> no and i would be like oh my god what's gonna happen my face <laughs> and you you just went lose, it, lose a piece of teeth yeah you lost well and thank god you had your glasses on yeah. because it scratched your glasses mm-hmm. goodness but what was it like raising me dad what was it like raising this lazy mouty little well, tyrant I, you, you should see how it Every and in everything that you do, I didn't bother me. I didn't let it bother me. I didn't never ask you questions. You just let me r- run like a free range chicken. Yeah, I I never asked you questions. I never asked you where you go, where you come. There's only thing. Well, when mom mom used to, she's different. She used to say, mm-hmm. "We drop you. We a third day we're gonna pick you up." And as that time come, mm-hmm. like, come and go and get tired. But I said, oh, "You're having fun." Mm-hmm. But I used to call you. Yes, I used to call you but I early. Used to call me. <laughs> I used mom. to call yeah, because if I called mom, <clears throat> mom would be stressing and worrying, and you would just be like, "Okay, Tara, so do this." But no, when I was like going first started going to like parties and stuff in high school, you would let me go, and then tell me call 30 minutes before you want to leave so that way we have time to come get you and the amount of times that i called you and you were just getting back home from dropping me off and i'm like dad they're doing weird things they're inhaling febreze cans and i don't want to be here anymore and then my mom's like who is that tara wow well we have to go get her and then you would come get me in your pajamas in the minivan Mm -hmm. and i would come home because as soon as i saw weird stuff going on i was like 
But yeah, but that's how I tell you. I tell you if you go to places and you don't like the vibes that are going on there, get out. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> if you can't adjust yourself to what's going on, just get out, you know? Yeah. You know, because if you can't adjust yourself, you ain't gonna have a good time because you guys worry about this. You guys looking at this person, you're gonna worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your eyes gonna be at the door most of the time because you never know, even if you gotta run, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> But what so, about when I was like a little kid, like when I was like baby Tara, toddler Tara? What was it like uh, raising me? Tara. I was a, just a cutie, <laughs> fat. You made me love food. That's you stretch out my stomach. You put cereal in all my bottles. Well, I say you're hungry, so I make sure you're full. <laughs> I say, I say, my child ain't gonna go to bed hungry. She can go to bed with a full of guts. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's not, you know. well, just like the doctor say, when I tell the doctor, I says, no, I'm going to feed my child. He said, oh, she want it, give it to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was I an easy baby? Huh? Was I an easy baby? Yeah. You never cry much. You cry more now you're bigger than when you were small. Small, you run down, you fall off your bike, and you get up and you go again. But now you're an old... Cry baby. Cry baby. <laughs> you can say it. I know you growing up Caribbean, that's or West Indian, that's why it's like you tease <clears throat> tease me for everything. When I first started locking my hair, you would call me mop head. Yeah. When uh, just the <clears throat> amount of things you would te- when I would get, I remember once I had a pimple in the middle of my forehead and you called me a unicorn because yeah. it looked like I had a horn. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what a thing that like toughened me up a bit because now it's like if someone calls me something, I'm like Okay. No, but you see, in Barbados, when you're growing up, the stick names on you. <laughs> and the more you frown about a bit or look miserable, they're going to stick it. They're going to put more and more on you. Mm-hmm. But if you accept it, they will call you that name, but you accept it, and then they're going to look like a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, you know? Look, uh, that warning, uh, that little, they call me Tubsy. Or yeah. They call me Handicap. <laughs> Handicap, oh my God. Handicap, you know, is a cartoon figure. <laughs> what? You know. Handicap? Yeah, Let me look this up. He's a cartoon figure. Is he disabled, Dad? He, he, no, he's something like um, Fred Flintstone. Oh, Handicap is an English comic strip created yeah. by... Oh. <clears throat> Interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's where you got Handy Andy from, from yes. Handicap? Yeah. That makes sense. And then Auntie Greta... Started calling you DJ Frog. Yeah, DJ Frog. How, how did that even? I don't know how it came about because <laughs> she come to a few parties and she tell me I in the back look like a frog. Cause <laughs> something when they sit there, she just seen me bare eyes and she she looked like a like a frog. Like you know when the, when the frog sit in a, in a um, in a pool or in the river with the little round the leaves. Uh-huh. You just see the frog. See just the, the little top of the head and, and the yeah, eyes. Yeah, so she come with DJ Frog. Wow, and that. <clears throat> Peggy call me um, Capos. <laughs> she and Nigga call me Capos. <laughs> you have a but lot of half of the people know me as Andy. Yeah, and I find that's like it's so for me it's so weird because like I know you as well Dad or Terry because that's what Mom would call you. So <clears throat> when when I remember going to like parties or when we went to Barbados in two thousand seven and everyone calling you Andy, I just remember being like, "That's not his name." <laughs> like that's so weird. <laughs> But yeah, but you know, I all I could say go back and see, you know, if I have to live my life over again, I'll do the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know. And there was another thing we used to do as boys. If we, on our street, everybody had fruit trees. Mm. You know, had fruit trees. So we used to go and steal one of the fruits. Like your mom, your, your dad and your mom have fruit trees and they're right before ours. We used to go and steal them. And that's our fun. Stealing fruits and bananas and mangoes and avocados. That was our fun. Yeah, we get run. Mm-hmm. Were you fighting off monkeys back then? No, they didn't have that much monkeys that then. Monkeys was one place that was um, in an East Coast Road in Barbados. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the South End or something like that. But now they get, you know, they get big. But uh, life was sweet then. Mm-hmm. No key in the world. Right. You know. Um, I learned my share to my uncle, which was. I didn't like it at first because it was tough, no. But because he's my uncle, he said you have to do that. Uh-huh. Then you go on your own. You have to. So I did that. I learned electrical, plumbing, heating and cooling, Jeez. painting, carpentry. I'm a general guy. Uh-huh. I guess that's why they keep me so long at work. Yeah, because you know everything. If you leave, they would have to hire yeah. like well, five people. The company take over and ask me to stay on. Mm-hmm. That's why I think you should become a consultant and just have billable hours, but we're working towards that. <laughs> but I like using my hands, as you see. Mm-hmm. I like. <clears throat> but anything else you wanted to share with your fans? Any piece of advice? Any thoughts on the Olympics? On on gas prices? All, a lot all, of people. All I have to tell them: be yourself. <laughs> Don't be, be try to be someone else. Be yourself, and keep smiling. Do the next, do the right things, the necessary things that you're supposed to do. You know, and just watch a step as you go. Especially today. Mm-hmm. Today you can't trust nobody. Yeah. And my day, we could. My day when I was growing up, we could trust anybody. We could trust everybody. But today you can't. Mm-hmm. Even the person that says is your best friend, anything happened. They just run out on you. I see that happen. Mm-hmm. So be yourself. Once you be yourself, you should be all right. Yeah. Be yourself and, uh, as I say, suggest, uh, adjust yourself to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Make yourself feel comfortable wherever you go. It won't be the same. You will never get the this, this same, like, you know, if you at your home or you go at a friend's home or you go to grandmother's home or somewhere. It will never be the same. Mm-hmm. They may they love you yes, but the home they never say just adjust yourself and yeah. be yourself. Most important, I keep smiling. Thank That's you, Fab. Those three things. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> Thanks, Dad. Love ya. Say it back. Oh yes, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Bye, fans. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, and I can't wait until we get to chat next time. You just ask if you have to be in a tuxedo. (laughs) And Nala's all confused because you're never down here. Okay, wait, can you say something? Because I just want to see if I'm picking you up on the microphone. So how are you doing today? How is your work? (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. Until then, Alia, don't forget to love off yourself now. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.